passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think that they have to, Lion King moment, remember who you are. (laughs) This is Queens of the Court. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with the WNBA. I'm Jordan Robinson and... This week, I don't know if court is in session. I don't know. Maybe we're in recess. I'll just do I'll just do a gavel drop for my girl Cheryl. She's out today. But we have the one, the only ESPN basketball analyst, Monica McNett, in the court with us. Monica, thank you for doing this. Um, you know, Jordan, when you messaged me, I was like, oh, that, absolutely. I have totally, and I told Swoops this when I saw her delivery game on Friday. I have totally enjoyed the pod this year. I think you and Cheryl do a great job of covering the league, honestly. Um, obviously, you were a hooper, but I think you all's rapport, because, like, I don't know about you, but the first time Swoops and, and Spoon and, like, these legends were calling my name, I was like, huh, me? Like, you, you talking to me? Right? But oh, the yeah. rapport seems so genuine. It's a great listen. It's fun. It's honest. We need more from our legends that are willing to talk honestly and candidly about the game. Well, thank you so much. You you can't start off with making me cry. We got to get through a whole episode. <laughs> that is so nice. Every time Cheryl texts me, I pinch myself because I'm like, how the heck is Cheryl Swoops texting my phone right now? Every single time. Um, speaking of, she was texting me during that uh, New York and Washington Mystics game because I don't I don't want to waste any time. We are okay. recording this at 8 p.m. Pacific <laughs> after both of these um, elimination playoff games. And the second round is is set. You know, Las Vegas defeated Chicago. They went 2-0. New York defeated Washington. Dallas defeated Atlanta. Atlanta all sweeps. But this New York-Washington game, I think I grew like 30 gray hairs. Me and you were texting back and forth. What's kind of your gut reaction with the final score going into overtime, New York winning 90-85? to Gut reaction, what is it? I still wasn't sure what was going to happen. Uh, I know on the call that Rebecca felt like she pointed out, she felt like the momentum was in New York's hands and maybe in Barclays, it felt like that, but watching from this Epic suite here in Minnesota, I don't know how I got upgraded to this Prince performance suite, but anyway, (laughs) watching from this suite, I, I didn't feel like anybody had an advantage in terms of momentum. I thought Natasha Cloud was locked in on a level that we have not seen from her before. Mm -hmm. And that was bearing tremendous fruit for the mystics. I also thought that, the Liberty 
did not have the continuity that allowed them to be as dominant as they were during the course of the season. Yes. So it it was still very much a toss up for me going into mm-hmm. overtime. Um, I will say though, as someone who has covered John Cole Jones from her high school days at Riverdale Baptist, Clemson to GW and all the way through the league, I was thrilled for her to knock down those free throws, considering some of the yips that have plagued her in postseasons past. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that's spot on. Um, let's talk about Natasha Cloud because career high night, 33 points. I was nervous for my girl Tosh. She was talk she was talking some mess. She was saying that she was gonna lock up Sabrina for 40 minutes. And she only had Tosh only had four points in game one. But she came out and not only on the offensive end, not only having one of the best nights, you know, knocking down shots, being aggressive, driving, but she took it personally. She took the defensive challenge personally. And I feel like the rest of the Mystics kind of rose to the energy that she brought on the defensive end. And there were some spurts there, especially that third quarter where we were talking the Mystics defense was was the reason why New York was missing so many shots, not getting good looks. And I, I just have to give her her flowers because she balled out. She absolutely balled out. And it's funny because around the Ram, around the W world, whatever you want to say, you're, everybody saw the tweet from Kareem mm-hmm. Copeland. Shout out to my boy, Mystics Beat reporter for the Washington Post, right? And I remember thinking that, like, Tosh is not one who doesn't, who gives you empty words. And so I, I was texting Ari Ivory, who we all love, big supporter, cover of the W, coverer, is that a word? But anyway, um, <laughs> and I said to I said to Ari, I actually said to our crew last night on our Twitter space, Low Dreyer, Mark Schindler, Ari Ivory, myself, there's a world in which Tosh does completely back up what she says, and it still doesn't pan out for them, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we saw tonight. But you look at 11 points for Sabrina, I think she was like four of 11 from the field or something like she did exactly what she was supposed to to do, but this is partly why it is such a team game. Um, I will say this, though, and I think folks that listen to you guys' podcast are familiar with the W, so they know. There was nothing malicious about, m- nothing malicious or nasty about what Tasha said. Right, not at all. It was just spicy, like, she's a competitor. You saw her not only hug Sabrina post game, but hug quite a few Liberty player- players with a deep embrace. She is well-respected, well-liked, a bundle of joy, a great hooper, a terrific defender, and this is just the competitiveness that both teams would sign up to endure and play with in any type of series. So I thought it was a great series. Um, I, I, I kind of thought it was going to go three at some points and then like it pans out the way it pans out. But I know ugh, what a what a what a series. What a game. What a game. And yeah, to your point, Alexa Philippou, she tweeted, you know, in the postgame interview that Natasha Cloud said that this was she respects Sabrina that this was, you know, she talked shit, but she wanted to defend her for 40 minutes and iron sharpens iron. So it was nothing mm-hmm. but nothing but respect um, for for that matchup. But Tasha Cloud came out on top, but it was heartbreaking for the Mystics. Did EDD look like EDD? I was waiting for the Atlanta Deladon two-time MVP to kind of show up and turn up. And I think it was very obvious that that was not going to happen this game. 
so that I think there's a lot to unpack there, Jordan, because I don't know if we've gotten championship EDD since championship EDD. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, Maybe I consistently. just miss her. I just miss yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, like she had flashes, like her first game back when she came back from the injury late mm-hmm. later in the season, like earlier in the season prior to the injury. She's had flashes. But I think what people have to keep in mind when you talk about Elena Deladon, her game was never predicated on athleticism and speed, right? Totally. It was flow. It was mm-hmm. flow. And so I think navigating the foot, the back, I think she's a little bit more reticent in terms of contact, but I also we also could attribute that to age. Like she's a a true veteran in the league. You know what I mean? There are a few times she comes off the um she's coming off a cutter from the high post. I guess you want to if you want to call it a banana cut, a split, whatever. She's coming down. And I actually thought if that ball goes, because her back is to the basket, and if that ball goes to her right hand quickly, she's got a chance to spin off and her defender's on her hip. Mm-hmm. But instead, she would catch and kind of take that step. And then she's into this, like, maybe back you down from the mid post from that um, short corner area. Right. And then get into her move. Once upon a time, she's moving on that cut. Right. And she's yes. looking for that contact. So I think you you watch her and there are just these little angles that once upon a time she leaned into. Um, I also think tonight Tosh had it going, though. She and did. so there's that. And then yeah. plus, I think you got to give EDD credit because she does a good job on Stewie. She does. She right. has the length. Yeah, she has that matchup down. I think even though Stewie finished with 27 and played probably her best game in the season against the Mystics in a closeout game, so I was happy to see that. But on the opposite end, JJ, they miss Shakira Austin for the Mystics. Oh, for sure. Like, for I, sure. I, Mahi Shines Allen, I love her effort. She is going to give you a thousand percent every time she steps on the floor, but just undersized. And I think that they, the Liberty did a really good job of just feeding JJ. And when JJ got it inside and not forcing it from the three or from the outside and mid range, she just took full advantage on the glass. And so if you are the Mystics, you're heartbroken, but you have to kind of be a little excited to say next year, if we're at full strength, if Tosh comes back in free agency, right. then we will we'll be able to match up better, fully healthy. Shakira Austin, I, I saw the stat on the screen. She missed 21 games, and I was like, God, she missed mm-hmm. half the season. Like, that's why they're at the, the seed that they're at. And even though she's only a sophomore, she's going to come into – her third year next year, she makes a big difference, especially on the defensive end. She makes a huge difference, right? Like yeah. easily, I don't remember the margin on the Rookie of the Year award last year, but like, I don't personally for me that wasn't as as clean cut a decision as I think it was for all. a lot of folks. No, yeah, Ryan no. obviously killed it. Like Ryan deserves it. She's already doing. She's continuing to do historic things, but I don't think that the absence of Shakira also can be understated. On that note, though, I think. And I would be curious. I don't. The, I know the box scores are going to break it down, but I feel like Stewie didn't start to get loose until the fourth and overtime. Yeah, I, I think she came out strong, but then she hit a cold front. Yeah, a big, big time cold front. <laughs> got a little chilly in Barclays, <laughs> and she was like seven for seventeen. I remember when they said that stat because it was. I think that's when I text you. Are they just bricking or what's going on? Because Stewie just it. It wasn't great shots they weren't taking the best shots that they could have but was that the mystics defense or what happened there but yeah 
it, it wasn't until the fourth that she really turned up. Yeah. So, but I'm with you. There's a lot for the mystics to be excited about. I don't, I think the verb choice of limped into that spot might be a little strong, mm, but they okay. definitely had to make a push to solidify. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, I can only imagine if they were healthy. Like, I can only imagine. I have said all season that LA was my biggest what if team, mm -hmm. but this Mystics got to be right there with them. Like that to me, again, sex and Ari, we were kind of talking about it. Um, and it was that we were kind of joking that to a degree, sometimes when the Mystics went into the Liberty, it's like, oh, y'all want to be us, but we happen through the draft, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and the tables have turned, the Liberty are on. Um, I'm a Washington, D.C. girl. The Mystics are my home team. They've been my home team since I was little. But even when somebody asked me this, and of course, taking my ESPN role out of this, it was like, the Mystics are my home team, but I don't know if they have enough to get it done. I think the Liberty are a team that can get it done. Yeah. So yeah. here we are, and we move on and continue to love playoffs 2023. And we move on. So <laughs> the Liberty don't know who they play yet in the next round. Connecticut and Minnesota play on Wednesday. We're recording this Tuesday night. Who do you think is a better fit to play against the Liberty? And second question, what can the Liberty learn from this series? Okay, let's go second question first. I think the Liberty cannot settle for good shots when they can get great shots. Mm -hmm. Give the Mystics defense their credit. I think they had them frustrated with between the physicality, the officiating, they were swarming defensively. They do a good job of shading to a Stewie side. They were playing that pick and roll pretty well in terms of rotating. But when they were kind of, the shots were sailing far right and far left. And to me, they weren't bad shots. I mean, I've seen Stewie. Um, I think B might have been on the bench at that point in the ball game. But Sabrina, like, I've seen them all hit those shots. But there was a stretch in that third and into the first part of the fourth, to me, where they were settling for those good shots. We can hit them because we're athletes and we're gamers. But if there was more deliberate movement or more ball movement, they get one of those great shots that has been signature to a team that led the league uh, in assists. So I think that they have to, Lion King moment, remember who you are. <laughs> like, always. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that's a legit thing. Because if you want Stewie and JJ in the pick and roll, lethal. Like, if you want Stewie and JJ in the high-low, lethal. If you want Sabrina coming off mad curls, like, lethal. Like, they have so many options when they decide that they're going to dictate and not allow the defense to dictate to them. So that would be the big thing that I think that they need to be aware of. And then also, I do want to call out in this ballgame, I think in the playoffs, we're starting to see how important Benajelani is yes. to the squad offensively. Yes. Right? Huge um, 19 points for her. Yeah. Absolutely. And most of that was in the first half, right? Yeah. Like, she got my vote for a first-team all-defense. And I think we talk a lot about her defense, but the way that she's grown as a scorer this year particularly in the back half of the season, in my mind, it's not just that corner three. She puts a lot of pressure on defenses as a slasher. Yeah. Um, and she can finish through contact. And so I think you started to see her absence when she went to the foul, went to the bench early with foul trouble. You could kind of feel that in this matchup. So mm -hmm. I just think as a collective, they got to remember who they are. They're great in transition. When they commit defensively beyond just being KT and JJ, like they're a stout defensive team. Um, but they can't lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. Best best matchup though, Jordan? Girl, you got two teams with two-headed monsters. I know. I know. 
it's really uh it's gonna be good either way but i mean do you want you want db and at or you want kayla and fee nafisa collier like the absence of Jeff Shepard changes Minnesota in my mind. I think Jeff Shepard is one of those unsung heroes in the league. Mm-hmm. Comes off the bench for that squad, second in rebounding, I believe. Um, and then Lindsay Allen may be getting healthy, which helps them as a from the pure point guard spot. She Definitely. will be available in the next round if they get there. Uh, I think though, I was in Barclays when Minnesota put it on the Liberty. Though I was there. <laughs> now, granted, I think First they were playing experience. like girl. They were playing like the third game in four days. That game had been added back to the schedule after the smoke stuff in New York. Yes. Like it was oh, yeah. a really funky schedule for them. Uh-huh. But like I watched Abby Miller get in her bag, like yeah. bagging in transition. Um but on the other side, like we've had some really wild games between Connecticut and New York. Like wild games. Very we will wild. Never remember forget that comeback. And but then it's like, you know, how much does regular season matter? This is the playoffs. Who do you want to see just play more basketball? I think I want to see Connecticut just play more basketball. I want to see how far they can go. I think I agree with you on that. Okay. Um now Connecticut is like, will they actually get over the hump under Stephanie White? Right. And it's funny because prior to game two, I had a chance to ask Stephanie White, what do you, what's your thoughts on getting over the hump? And she actually, I thought her answer was really interesting because she said to us, the hump isn't necessarily an achievement. It's kind of changing the way we do things. And you guys had a listen on this podcast and she talked to Cheryl candidly about how the offense has changed and how much more free flowing is it is. And Stephanie said to us, we are allowing the players to make plays as opposed to running plays, which is mm. clearly a very distinct different and some difference and something that Alyssa really enjoys. So I, I'm with you, and I want to see. Have, is this is this the group that does it? Yeah. Um. And I and shout out to Minnesota though. Like plenty of us was like, mm, "Hey, looks like a little bit of a reload." Me, <laughs> that was me. Oh, and six start. I wrote them off so fast. I was like, "Oh, well, we'll see you next year, Minnesota." Or I'm really missing Maya Moore, but they. How are they in potentially about to go to the second round after starting 0-6? Nafisa Collier is playing out of her mind. Insane. Kayla McBride is also playing out of their mind. So, well, yeah, you pulled my leg. I also want to see them play more, too. (laughs) I think I... It is tough. It's tough. It's It's tough. tough. I know. I know. Who? Okay, well, let's flip it. Who do the Liberty want to play? Like, who are they hoping makes it to the next round because they like their chances? I think the Liberty are good either way, but I do think that they, the Liberty, I, I just like talking when you talk about seeding, you get confused. Match up better? I'm saying better. I think the Liberty will be able to guard the Lynx better than they would the Sun. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Fee is out of her mind, but Fee is also six foot, right? Yep, yep. You might give her six one on a good day, like, but she's a little bit undersized at her position. JJ, Stewie flying around, Benaja, Kayla Thornton off the bench. Like, I think that they have unique skill sets in terms of potentially guarding her. K-Mac, a strong 5'10", 5'9". Um, I do think that her performance in game two kind of reminded us of who she is as, as a scorer because For quietly sure. that kind of goes up and down a little bit. But again, like in terms of matchups, I think the Liberty have players that can guard her. 
Um, and then it's crazy. I was preparing for the game tomorrow, and I'm like going through their playoff averages. K-Mac is averaging 22 in the playoffs, these two games, right? Nafis is averaging 20, and then it literally jumps to like six and a half, five, five, five. Yeah. And so in terms of slowing them for a team that was pretty, pretty good this season, top five in terms of defensive efficiency when they wanted to turn it on, I think Liberty would be a little more excited to see the links coming. On the flip side, Alyssa Thomas has been a nightmare for everybody in the league. <laughs> I'm running the and, other way. <laughs> and don't let Dewana Bonner be on. Like, Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, now, again, those two carry a lot of that load for, for Connecticut as well, and then it sort of trails off. But if, mm-hmm. if Ty Harris is shooting the ball well, she's going to space the floor. right? And we've seen her do that. Natisha Heidemann is, is streaky, but also can space the floor. Mm-hmm. I know Dejanae Carrington is uh, working on a bum, bum foot. But a high-energy player, sim- there are shades of her game that remind me of Benajer, who had that jump as MIP, and obviously now it's who she is with the Liberty. Um, and then I think just the nature of their offense. It's a little bit more free-flowing. You, you see Alyssa at so many different places, where to me, the links are most dangerous when it's pick-and-roll with Kayla and Fee. Which, I'm not saying that that's easy to guard, but like you know that is the primary thing we got to figure out how to solve. Yeah. Man. Whoever goes on to play the Liberty, I feel like Sandy Brandello is like, man, I got to coach against Cheryl Reeve, one of the legends, or someone who just won coach of the year and Stephanie White filling herself. So it's it's going to be a good matchup, whoever it is. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back, talk about the Aces, who are chilling right now <laughs> as they uh, see who, well, we know who they play next. They're going to play Dallas, so we're going to talk about that. Okay, Monica. Aces and Dallas. This is what I, this is what dreams are made of, first of uh-huh. all. I ah, I see what you did there. Did the wings just beat. Wait, that wasn't even on purpose. Ooh. That was good. I can't even lie. That was not on purpose. Um, Dallas Aces. Aces are what? Like a week break, uh, waiting for Dallas to come to town. But um, Dallas, one of the few teams that got the Aces in the regular season. How are you feeling about this? I guess we can mention. Dallas blew out the dream to sweep them one on one seventy four. Everybody was in their bad bag. Arike Satu blocks galore. Um, they handled their business and they go on for to the second round of the playoffs for the first time since two thousand nine as a franchise. Wow! I okay. think I have that right. They were the Detroit Shock when the Look last time that. they went to the second round of the playoffs. That was Slink Cash, Katie Smith, and them, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. So they're like, hey, welcome to the second round. You get the aces. But I also very much see that entire locker room being like, all right, we'll do that. We'll take that. I know. (laughs) And that's what gets me so hype. Like, they have some confidence going into this matchup, which I feel like a lot of teams would maybe be shaking in their boots, but I think Dallas feels good. Well, they feel pretty good. So I'm going to go back to something I think you said earlier in the season in terms of the pods. 
um, I can't remember who the Aces played, but it was some one of those like schedule quirks where they saw the same team twice and they may have dropped the second game. It might have been yeah. Dallas. Yes, right? it was. Yeah, it and was. you talked about how this it. it uh, see, I went. This is how I'm showing you that I'm a fan. I've been listening. I, this is... I think you made great points. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you talked about this mimicking a series, so here yes. we are in a real series with this shortened bench for the Aces. Mm-hmm. And the you could go twin towers, but I'm gonna go four towers: <laughs> Satu, Natasha, Kalani, Tierra. Mm-hmm. You're, to me, it's very much speed, speed versus size, right? And even though I mentioned those four players, it's not as if Veronica Borton, Crystal Dangerfield, Arika Gumawali are not willing to play physical. I think back to the Liberty Aces series, uh, what well, that series, the regular season game, the Commissioner's Cup game. Yeah. And I actually remember lobbing this up to Becky because I had one of their regular season games shortly, shortly thereafter. If, like, how do you compartmentalize fatigue and usage? Is it, I got this five that's used to playing these monster minutes. And so in the long term over a series, they're okay. But game to game, maybe they look like they've taken a hit. Mm-hmm. Or do you have, I got this bench that's stronger, that's deeper, that's used to the physical nature of it. And that is sort of how you fight fire with fire. Um, so I'm curious just about the physical toll of this series. Um, Asia obviously is in rare form, coming off her 38-piece, like, beast mode, strong MVP candidate, all the things. But for them coming at her in the paint? It's too much. It's too much. Something has to give because of, like, that's the Aces Achilles heel, I feel like. When it Asia wants to spin middle and your help is... Kalani Brown or your help? Like, it's too much height. I call them the Dallas wingspan. Hey, yes. Thank you. It's it's too much length. And it's, and then you just have Odyssey Sims just like napping at your ankles. Like, it's Latresa Trammell, like, even though she did not win coach of the year, she did get some votes. And I think the crown that she should wear is that she got Arike Agumbawale to want to play defense and this whole team to just be completely defensive minded. And I think if they're like, you know, our shots are going to fall, we're going to live and die by Arike's step back and Satu driving the lane, but we are going to clamp down on defense. We're just going to make it hard on the aces. And there have been so many games that, Maybe not easy for the Aces, but they do not want to play Dallas. I think to go back to what we were talking about before with with who they want to play in the next round. It's going to be physical, like you said. It's going to be tough, and it's going to be a lot on the others for the Aces, and they don't have too many others. So I think it's going to be incumbent on the other four starters less about their offense and more about their defense Mm -hmm. to me jackie and satu i'm not gonna say cancel one another out but we've seen satu give jackie fits but jackie also can return that right she has she's a little bit of a height disadvantage but if you give me jackie frustrating arike in terms of Mm -hmm. defense 
mm-hmm. or you give me Chelsea on MVP, finals MVP Chelsea from last year on defense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that to me is where it gets interesting. And so, and Becky will say it, she's she's very rarely concerned with the offense of her team, right? Like, especially they, when you talk about like KP, like girl, they flame throwers. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's gonna be a, a they are gonna have to lock in defensively. Um, I think that my X factors as I look at this series potentially are Natasha Howard and Chelsea Gray. Yes. Um, obviously Sasha is so incredibly versatile as a defender, former defensive player of the year, all defensive team, like all that great stuff. But if she, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure that Kia would be her matchup. Maybe not. But like, if you know what I'm saying, that you got yeah. that high low, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you got some of that high low action. If she's giving you that short corner jumper, that mid range in the paint, like if she's on the glass for that matter, giving you putbacks, I think she could pose some problems. And then on the other side, like, when Chelsea's on, like Chelsea's a beef, like she and she sets. And Chelsea being on doesn't mean that she's scoring. It means she's playmaking. Just everything. Right. She floats up and down the court. Yeah. When she's on. So, girl, I don't know. I, this, I think everybody will point to the size, and I think that's very smart, and I think that's true of this series. Um, I like what you added about their defensive commitment this year. I just. And the other thing, though, Jordan, too, that I think we can't sneeze at is the experience. I Don't take the word right out my mouth. <laughs> because I'm saying that's why Natasha Howard is my X factor, because she brings that experience to this Dallas team. Like, I feel like she's like, hey, I've been in this situation before. I, I know what it takes to to make it past this round. And everybody else is just so young. But then you have the aces that are like, okay, second round, schmeckin' round. We're going to the finals. We are the reigning champs. Like, this is just a little lint off of our shirt that we gotta wipe off, you know? So you can't underestimate the experience and just the the fact that the aces are the reigning champs. And I I say all of that, that it's gonna be tough and and it's gonna be physical, but the aces have the 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 trophy to lose they are holding it right now and they have to come with that mindset I know Cheryl just talked about that in the last episode so that's a huge factor of experience yeah mm. yeah girl I, mm. I don't I, I don't know this, this I gonna be, fun. be good I'm glad yeah. we played five games of uh-huh. the best of five I'm I'm hoping that we get some thrills in there. I want to ask you though about the rest. Mm-hmm. Is that a factor? You know, Dallas just dropped a hundred points. They have this momentum. Is rest, you know, are they gonna be a little rusty? What do you think about that? We're recording the pod Tuesday evening after Dallas wins. Aces have been chilling. When they close out, Sunday? I think so. Yeah, right. Was it Sunday or Saturday? One of them days. I'll double check. Yeah. Um, and so then they're gonna start the series on Sunday. Dallas has to go into Michelob Ultra Arena, which rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Which rocks. Uh I like the five format better than the three format. Obviously, it's more games, but you got two two. Um, you know, I think the I think the rest is pretty neutral. I think you got two teams that are very competitive. 
Um, the ACEs experience, I think in their favor, they know how to rest. They know what will work for their body so that they are prepared at home. On the flip side, and you'll hear coaches say you can't duplicate playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that the Wings took care of business the way they did, particularly to come back in game one, speaks to their heightened level and Natasha Howard being in their ear. Yeah. Um, so to me, the rest is a pretty is a neutral thing in my mind. Um, and I actually, in that same conversation, I like that these games in the next round are going to be every other day. Yeah, Because I, I like think you, you turn it around, let's play ball. Let's hoop. Yeah, I agree. Um, thank you, Alex, our producer. She's saying full week in between games. And you heard Asia Wilson. She was on WNBA Countdown. She said, mm-hmm. you know, Becky is going to make sure that we um, – are practicing hard and we are simulating games the best that we can so that it's, it is no rest. But I, I always wonder that, especially in the playoff format of yesteryear, when it, mm-hmm. when the top teams were able to take a game off, you just saw the momentum from the lower seeds, give them a little bit of fight from just sitting at home and watching. So that's always something curious for me but yeah the wings have a pretty big break too since it starts on sunday so that's a good point right 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 i'm excited for that one me I mean, too. i'm excited for everything going forward the game three for the sun and the links and then moving forward i just i don't know i Michelob ultra rocks they sold out where did they play the other day t-mobile arena seventeen thousand mm-hmm. in the regular season those fans get up it's a great environment but i also really like the arena in college park like I think it's the perfect size. I was there okay. to open the season. It was ironically Dallas and Atlanta. I think they have great energy in there. And I just think these are two really prideful squads. And competi- yeah. like just competitive. competitive. You yeah. know what I mean? It, to, to me, and their games are not the same. They don't even play the same position. But just hear me out on their sort of ascent in the league. You can actually go Jackie Young and, and Satu if you think Satu is going to ultimately be most improved, right? Mm-hmm. There's a similarity there. Or to me, there's a little bit more Satu and a Kelsey comparison because I think Satu has a little bit more of that edge and is a little more vocal where Jackie is just very machine-like. You know what I mean? (laughs) But in terms of coming into the league, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to figure it out and I'm just going to continue to ascend. Like, there's just like an edge with both of these squads. I'm excited. It's going to be so good. It's so late, but I'm like, let's just just roll into the next round right now. (laughs) Like, just give me some more basketball. Um, okay, before I let you go, this has been wonderful. Any last minute Hail Mary predictions, somebody who's going to drop a career high, anything you want to throw out that we can hold against you if it comes true or not true? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I don't know about you, but in college when somebody got hit in the face, the level just got elevated. Uh Uh-huh. I think we're in for a monster DB performance in game three of Sun and Lynx. Yes. Because my girl was rolling around a half court with blood dripping from some part of her face. And it was a very dramatic scene to which her fiance was like, she's fine. <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the in-game interview, she's fine. We know what we got to do. <laughs> and so now <laughs> is the opportunity to show not only is she fine, but she's back and better than ever. Um, and see if the sun get it done. I think that's the only one that I'm have some confidence in predicting. Okay, that's good. Other than that, girl, who knows? Like, it's about you know what I'm saying. Like, 
knows? I don't know we if already got the script, but it is I'm drama. saying, <laughs> like, I can't even say maybe maybe playoff first because the aces and the wings, what you got? Three players that have scored 40 points at least oh. in a game this season in that matchup? So what are we going for now? Like a record rebound? A rebound record? That is such a good point. You know <laughs> Just what I mean? like, 40 pieces walking around the court. Well, <laughs> records? What, the, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay, I like that. Because either Dewana Bonner goes off or her fiancé goes off on her behalf. Either way. <laughs> They, I think Connecticut makes it out of this Minnesota series and yes, with monster games, but they got to do it in Minnesota. That's going to be a little bit tricky. Going to be a little bit tricky in the target center, but um, I'll be watching. They, we will be watching. And as I think as long as they control transition opportunities, Connecticut gets out of there with a dub. Yeah. If they let the Lynx get going in transition and that two-man game with Fee and k Ooh, we got to rewrite the script. <laughs> Make some edits. Rewrite that in script. those Google Docs. <laughs> Monica, you're the best. This felt like a FaceTime call. <laughs> this was perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Now let me. Now you lucky. Today should only be one knock when the gavel drop because y'all be off rhythm with y'all little. I'm like they need to put a countdown on the screen because how's <laughs> the gavel like? <laughs> I like somebody knocking on the door. But Here's I hope it feels better. <laughs> the gavel is the character, the extra character in our show. And I love how we're purposely off. It's hilarious <laughs> to me every single time. Our Wi-Fi never matches up. It's just perfect. <laughs> well, now I'm now I'm in on a joke because when, when I'm listening, I'm like, why is that so bad? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And well, it's in session, 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 session. Session, session. <laughs> We just got to start making beats at this point. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> Jordan, thank you for having me, though. I hope you and Cheryl keep going on and on. Y'all doing this in the offseason? How does that work? Or don't you have to tell me if y'all haven't thought that through yet? <laughs> Are we doing women's college basketball? What are we doing? I mean, hey, I want to talk to Cheryl about everything all the time. So if you just put us in a mic in front of us, we're going to talk. And okay. we got something to say. And she's going to spew some takes. Um, it's always fun. Thank you for being here. As a reminder, you can send us questions or feedback at our listener email address, queensofthecord at odyssey.com. Please continue to follow, rate, and review the show. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Send us your playoff predictions. Send us all the things, how you're feeling, what happened at the end of the Mystics Liberty game, in your opinion. Send it all to us. Queens of the Court is an Odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. The show is produced by Alex Ozzie. The executive producer is Lena Moss Glazer. Social media assistance from Isabella Apple. Imaging from T-Storm Battle. Court is adjourned. There you go. Just so low gavel. One gavel drop. <laughs> Amazing.